Hello everyone, my name is Beryl and welcome to my podcast, Creative Force. If this is your first time listening, it is good to have you with us. For everyone else, I'd like to welcome you back. I'm here to bring you creative people in all genres of art, crafts, culture, and and information about topics of interest. All of these things begin with the force of creativity. Creative Force is produced every month, and show notes can be found at creativeforcepodcast.wordpress.com. When you go there, you'll see on the menu, just click on blog and you can go to the episode of your choice. If you enjoy listening to Creative Force, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. You can also find me at soundcloud.com forward slash bk forward slash creative force. Hello, listeners. This is Beryl, and I'm here this evening with a recurring two guests, Lola Cooper and Cindy Calderon. Now, the both of them, if you remember, they uh, are poets, and Lola is a playwright. And she took Cindy's poetry and and created a play around it. Um, The name of the play is called Old Fashioned Girl, and it's going to debut at Art New York, 138 South Oxford Street. Information can also be found on something, the number four, us.com. And if you could, Lola, give us the dates of the opening of the play. January 19th, Friday, Friday, January 19th at 7 p.m. And Friday, January 26th at 7 p.m. Saturday, January 27th at 7 p.m. And Saturday, February 3rd at 7 p.m. Okay, so now we got all that important stuff out of the way. So after you meet the characters that are here with us this evening, you'll be excited and you'll know exactly when it is and where to go. All right, so I'm going to introduce or just give the names of the people in the room with me this evening. And that, again, is Cindy Calderon, Lola Cooper. The characters are here. Um, their names are Tasha Broomfield, Broomfield sorry. It's okay. Cynthia Perkins and Nicole Graham. So now, Tasha, you're playing what name character? Dee Dee. Okay, you're playing Dee Dee. Yes. Now, I heard that there are two Dee Dee's. So just to give us just a, a little bit, you're mm-hmm. the DD who is. Um, I'm the main one who has the the conversations with Debbie. We're the the closer of the friends. Cynthia mm-hmm. Perkins, you are what character? I'm Debbie. All right, now tell us a little bit about Debbie. Just a little bit. Well, Debbie's good friends with Dee Dee, um, and Debbie's more of an academic kind of girl. A little nerdy? A little nerdy. Okay. Now we have Nicole Graham. 
and you're playing what character? Well, I am Debbie number two. Okay, and what does Debbie number two mean? I am her, basically, shadow of her thoughts. Okay. Um, to bring out that inner uh, deepness that's with basically within her. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, so now let's get back to the author of the play and maybe also the original poet. So do you have, would you like to explain a little bit of background about the poetry that you took it from? and what the play is about. I took the poetry from Spoken Word by Cindy and Say It in Poetry by Cindy Calderon. And um, I found 11 poems that I really, really thought could make a fantastic story. And um, the poems are, they're about relatable items and experiences that women have and experiences that people have in general, people in my neighborhood that I grew up in, like Which is Fort Greene, Brooklyn, Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Um, she also mentions Park Slopes and just n- neighborhoods around the Brooklyn area, the downtown Brooklyn area. And um, the poems just struck me. And I thought about making some characters around this material. So I came up with Dee Dee and Debbie, or my creativeness came up with Dee Dee and Debbie, because like I explained to um, some of the cast, I didn't really write the story. The story just unfolded. And within a couple of weeks, I had the story. And I called it Old Fashioned Girl because one of the poems, I would say the key poem in the story is called An Old Fashioned Girl. Okay. So now... Excuse me, Cindy, in terms of old-fashioned girl. Yes. What was your inspiration for for creating that, that poem? Well, I am just an old-fashioned kind of girl. I was born in 1970, so I repped the year 1970, and, and I, I found a lot of things in 1970. Um, for me, not only did it shape who I am today, but retrospect, when you look back into that year and you compare it with where we're at right now, this is stark different. So, mm-hmm. in I'm, what way? Just give me in, in a lot of ways. Um, we were, we, as the poem mentioned, we were more close to morals and values back in that time. I believe that living in today's society, we see where morals and values have slipped. Um, family ties have slipped. What we hold true to heart has slipped in a, in, in a great way. And I, I think that children are being robbed, so to speak, of mm-hmm. the genuineness of being raised in, in, in an environment where not only did your parents raise you, in addition to your parents, your neighbors raised you as well. So um, that poem was truly inspired through my childhood, and it was inspired in, in the way I see things today. I'm saddened by today's conditions. So with that in mind, Lola, how did you come up with the characters in relationship to her poem? Well, my characters, one of them, well, Debbie is more um, with this character, more Mm -hmm. of an old-fashioned girl. Dee Dee just... Do you remember where we were left off at? How, how you I picked the characters? Women? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. How right. did you meet them and how, how did you cast women? them for the particular characters? 
Okay. Um, all right, so go ahead. Okay. But the characters just, they didn't, they came from that poem, but they just came from all the concepts, living in the projects, um, whiskey woman, um, having fear issues, having relationship issues, um, having friendship and loyalty issues. They just came from all of the material that I found with, within the book. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Lola, you were telling me some, some interesting things yeah. that have been going well, I, on I, I, through or yeah. after or during your yeah. rehearsals. Why don't you share I, I, some of that and then yeah. you can bring in the ladies that were yeah. involved. I think the whole, just the whole concept to me is interesting because I have four women from diverse backgrounds and you're dealing with children, health issues, husbands, full-time jobs, property, tenants, all kind of things. So just for them to travel and come to meet me and work on this project and some of them didn't really even know <laughs> what was going to be entailed because you know, we have a stage. We're getting ready to go on soon. There's a lot of rehearsals. We're doing this interview. There are things happening. And some of them probably just thought they were coming to hang out. Like one friend, you know, I had the contract and was like, she was like, oh, we got to sign a contract. And, you know, just the wholeness of it and right. everything that's been going on. I think that for them to make the adjustment and to come on board, because they're not really actors, they have, like I said, other jobs in right. education, in business, in fashion. But most actors know. do have so, that, too. Well, but, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. But, I mean, it might not be their thing, I'm trying right, to say. Right, right, you right. know, they, actors do, but these women were not necessarily trying to be actors you know right. I'm just like pulling them along mm -hmm. and they are you know stepping up to the task so right. I, I just want to say that I'm grateful to them for yes. taking on the challenge mm -hmm. and um, some of the things um, dealing with their roles like there was a lot of conversation about who these characters are and and one person was kind of apprehensive about her old fashionedness or um like her take on the relationship and being so like um forgiving right you know and so so go ahead lola tell us a little bit more about some of the other characters and let them interject their, their thoughts and feelings well and cindy if you like well i know when um we were discussing the debbie character because nicole also was the debbie character and then she was kind of giving her take on debbie so she could address that. Debbie was very interesting for the simple fact that she was just so understanding. And we couldn't understand how she could be so understanding given the challenges she was facing and decisions she had to make. So we really had a table conversation like back and forth in reference to why is this happening, what is happening. No, that shouldn't happen. It was... It, we were battling with the playwright. <laughs> <laughs> and and what did you yeah. feel about that, Cindy? Well, there's two, you know, there's two different perspectives here. You have the um, the cast arrangement who is identifying with personality. And then on the second angle of this, you have the poetry. So I think these 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 young ladies really, they don't. I think they do not realize the phenomenal job they're doing because they have to get into the mind of the poet and into the mind of the character. And that's very difficult because poetry flows in a certain way in which the actual writer of the poetry gives
gives a gives the gives the own identity of the poem. Right. So they actually have never seen me perform my poetry nor speak right. my poetry. Right. Right. So also they had the cadence to cadence and the timing. Yeah, and and all, and all the pitch lines and so forth and mm-hmm. so on. So I, that was something that was really 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 um, Do you think interesting they should have seen you. I think it would have been great if they did because I'm very animated and I'm, and the poetry comes from my soul. So mm-hmm. I think, like, if they, um, in particular, old-fashioned kind of girl, I'm just an old-fashioned kind of girl. I still believe girls should wear curls. I still feel kids should be tucked in at night. You know, things like that, Those each pitch line, there's a pause, there's interjections right. and things right. like that, right. that it's the same way whenever you hear songs. So are you there for the rehearsals? Actually, I've been to um, two rehearsals, but... In half of each rehearsal, mm-hmm. I have not seen a complete rehearsal okay. as of yet. Right. But what I have seen, I'm very pleased with. The characters mm-hmm. are very, nice. So what do you think about nice. that, Lola? Do you think that they should hear her recite some of her poetry? Not necessarily. Why? Because I want them to make it their own, and I want them to do it in their own style. And I want them to do it in not their own personal style, but into the the style of the character, As a the I style agree. of the character. Mm-hmm. Because like um, one of them, she was having an issue with um, saying some of the lines, and she felt it wasn't believable. So I said, "Say it like it's not believable." Then, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I we I was talking about um, Funny Girl, and when um, Barbara Streisand had to speak to Omar Sharif, and you know he was a gambler, and he. He left. He went to prison and he left. And she was singing this song to him. And at first she was singing it in a very low um, robotic, um tone. And um, then she started building and building and singing it more more um, forcefully and more believably. Like she was trying to convince herself. So with poetry, I want them to, even even though the author has her take on it, I'm, um, the playwright, I mean the poet has her take on it. I want them to make this poetry fit these characters. So whatever these characters are going through at that moment, you make that poem fit that conversation. Right. right. I Go think ahead. too per se who you are and, and and your um character. Yes, I'm Tasha playing uh Didi. I think too if we were to hear Cindy recite it, we would automatically knowing that we were performing her poetry we would want to recite it the exact same way. And there, there's the old-fashioned kind of girl poem that both Dee Dee and Debbie perform in two very different ways. Right. So That's you wouldn't see... Thing. Yeah, you wouldn't see the difference and you wouldn't see the character. You would only see the um, representation of Cindy. Okay. So right. I, I totally agree with Lola and mm-hmm. that it wouldn't work. And for me, Nicole, Debbie number two, I would have been very intimidated. So just hearing Cindy say that she appreciates the way that I am interpreting the poetry is really, it makes me feel very good. But I know seeing someone else's creation, them giving their rendition of that creation, and then I do it. Mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very appreciative that she can see her poetry through me. Nice, nice. And what about you? Say your name and the character. I'm Cynthia, and I'm I'm playing Debbie. Um, I'm just amazed also at Debbie, too, who's actually doing most of the poetry. I get an opportunity at the very end and some parts, like maybe a, a small segment of poetry. And um, I like the fact that at that point, uh, more in terms of the cadence and moving with a certain speed allows me to 
um, portray how I feel at that point in time. So it's mm -hmm. really interesting for me. Mm -hmm. So um, along with your characters, Lola, how are you doing um, costuming? How are you doing props and set design? And, and are you, where you're rehearsing, do you have any of those props there? Or at what point are you able to rehearse with everything? Yeah, well, we, we're going to do um, dress rehearsal when we get closer to the time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to do minimal um, costuming. I want to do costuming with accessories. So I'll have everybody basically wear something similar, and then we'll change off with accessories. And the actual actual set pieces, they have very little... They do have set pieces there. They have um, a few set pieces there. But I'm, I'm, I won't need to utilize a lot of set pieces, mm -hmm. and I can bring in some things to just decorate. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. Cindy yes. or Lola, would you give... I'd like Lola to ask Cindy to recite part of any one of the plays or whatever. Which one would you like us to hear, Lola? Um, let me see. <laughs> Fear. Fear? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to hear the poet, Cindy Calderon, recite the poem, Fear. Okay. And um, while I'm looking for it, just um, th this is such a wonderful. I'm, this is a wonderful opportunity. I'm serious, and it's an honor. It truly is, especially to. This is creativity at its finest, and on all levels, from the playwright to the cast and, and the podcaster. The podcast is awesome, <laughs> but I'm telling you, this this whole project rocks because mm -hmm. it it it's so relatable on so many different angles, and um. Fear was written, um, it, it stands for what it says, fear. I think a lot of us go through that moment in our life where we're just afraid. I still have those fearful moments. And um, I just took You're the pen out. You're frozen in one. space. Yeah, time. yeah. And, and exactly. So you have to just stand up, look fear in the face, and, and take on that and challenge. And, and, and handle back it. it up. And handle it. <laughs> and back and handle it. it. That's right. So go so, ahead, sweetie. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fear. Leave me alone. All you want to do is bring me down, down, down. Disseminate my inner strength. Make me feel I'm not worth it. Isolate and captivate my mind. You try to deactivate, but I see you trying to creep up beside me and whisper in my ear, trying to disguise yourself, trying to make me fear. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? I'm stronger than that. Your tactic absurd like old politics the strong versus the weak the struggle with fear i am destined to defeat i won't be broken i believe in myself if i succumb to fear what else will be left my generations i see from afar for all of them i must set the bar so listen up fear just leave me alone I am destined for success. It's deep in my bones. So take your negative and your misleading tone and fear. Oh, fear. Just leave me alone. Thank you very You're much. Very Bravo. Welcome. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Love the Thank you. Love the poetry. But at <laughs> any rate, <laughs> you'll be able to go back and hear the interview that I had with Lola. 
and then the interview I had with Lola and Cindy, yes. and now this one with the, with some of the cast um, and the playwright and the poet. So with that in mind, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Come back soon, and ciao. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Creative Force. If you like what you hear, I would love it if you have a moment to head over to soundcloud.com slash BK slash Creative Force. Give us a review or a rating. It really helps other folks to find the podcast. Thanks for listening and chat with you soon. Ciao.